Good morning. Well, uh, today, uh, all over the world, in different countries, in different cultures, uh, in churches, in all, all sorts of churches, Christians will gather and recognize uh, and respond to a growing and powerful movement known as Orphan Sunday. This movement began in 2002 at a small church in South Africa. Uh, the local pastor there called upon his people, called upon his congregation to remember God's love for vulnerable children and care for the kids in their community. And this call to action for, for this pastor and his community, it was no small thing. The, the poverty there was, is an ever-present struggle. It's an ever-present reality that nearly everyone in his church uh, had to deal with. The AIDS epidemic had ravaged the area, taking the lives of many people, including many mothers and fathers. Members of the church faced deep and, and desperate needs themselves, but as the service ended and these people considered this pastor's words and thought about what God would expect of them, thought about what God was asking them to do, one after another they came forward to give their food, to give their money, to give their, their possessions. Some of them even coming forward and, and taking the shoes off their feet and placing them in the offering that the pastor was going to collect uh, for, for, the, for the vulnerable children in their community. Over the last 20 years, this church's commitment and vision to care for kids in need has grown far beyond what that, what that little congregation in, in, in Southern Africa could have imagined that day. The observance of, of, of what's called Orphan Sunday has spread throughout more than 80 countries, including being recognized by, by Christians and churches in places like China and India, Indonesia, South, South America, and of course right here in the United States as well. And today I would like us to consider what it might mean for our church, for, for you and for me, to care for kids and love kids in, in need in both our own community and beyond. Now, <clears throat> this morning, I, I, I would like us to consider what it would mean for us to join this worldwide movement in obedience to one of the clearest and most fundamental characteristics of our faith, that we genuinely love others because God has so genuinely loved us. Now, some of you might be sitting there kind of like, Shell-shocked all of a sudden, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa time out. Uh, I came here this morning uh, to, uh, you know, to grab my coffee and to connect with some friends, come in here, worship God, you know, hear a sermon, uh, get kind of my spiritual tank filled up for the week, and then you know, I'm going to go home, I got lunch plans, maybe I'll go home and see, you know, settle in to watch the Chiefs beat the Jaguars this afternoon. You know, this, this is all sounds good, like helping kids is always a good thing, but, but why is faith all of a sudden doing this? What, 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 what are we getting involved with? And more importantly, what's going to be asked of, of me? And those are all good questions, and I hope to answer them this morning and, and also invite you to consider whether or not uh, there, there are things here that you want to adapt to your own life and maybe some, some calls to action that you want to respond to today. First, we'll take a very quick look at the undeniable and overwhelming truth from Scripture that God wants us to and indeed expects us to care for orphans and vulnerable children. Second, I want to be sure that we're all clear on the why. Why is it good? for you and me to care about kids? Why is it so important for us to move toward the marginalized, to move toward the weary, to move toward those who feel and who are alone? And third, I want to share a little bit with, about, with you about what God's been up to uh, at, here at Faith over the past few years, and just some amazing stories and some ma amazing things that God has been at work in, uh, and, and what opportunities they're beginning to yield, and what sort of things you could be invited to think about um, and per perhaps share in the work. We'll begin this morning uh, with arguably the, the most well-known and well-known command to care for vulnerable kids in Scripture. It comes from James chapter one, verse twenty-seven. James chapter one, verse twenty-seven, and in, in that passage, it simply says, "Religion 
that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Uh, I like it when the Bible is blunt. I like it when God's expectation is made obvious and clear. And so even though this command is no small thing and potentially demands quite a lot from us, would demand quite, uh, quite a lot from our lives, it is, I love how indescri- in, in, uh, inescapably direct it is. Do you want the way that you live your life and the way that you practice your faith to be good and acceptable before God? Then you have to look after orphans and widows in their times in their times of need and in their hardest moments. We have to care for their deepest needs. Reject the world's selfishness and callousness towards those who are broken and weary, and in this call to action, in obedience to God, we move toward helping children in need. Now, before I go on, I want to pause real quick and make sure that we all understand or are on the same page about what we mean when when we use this term orphans and what the Bible means by, by by this word as well. Many of us are probably familiar with the idea that, that orphan is someone who has lost a child who has lost both of their parents. And while that definition is, is accurate, that the term orphan can also have a bit broader of a meaning. Throughout scripture, you find the word orphan uh, in the same word grouping as, as fatherless and widows. The, the, that, that those three are, are paired up a lot in a lot of different scriptures. The overall category seems to indicate that God's concern extends to kids who have lost either both or just one parent and also includes situations where a child's parent cannot adequately care for the kid under their care. In our modern world, many organizations also recognize something that we call social orphans or vulnerable children. This refers to a child who may have living parents, but for whatever reason, be it poverty or or drugs or war or, or abandonment, these parents aren't able to meet the child's needs. And so when we think about caring for orphans, when we think about this call to care for vulnerable children, and when we look at what God is asking of us in Scripture, I'd encourage you to broaden your concept of what it means, uh, to, 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 what it means to, to care for these kids. Who are we being called on to care for in these passages? I'd suggest that you consider orphans to be children who have lost one or both parents, or who have caretakers that are not able to provide what their child needs most. These are the sort of vulnerable children that God tells us we must look after. We see God's heart for these children throughout the Old Testament. Over and over again, God tells his people things like take up the cause of the fatherless, secure justice for children who have lost their parents, and make provisions to make ready provisions for those that are orphaned, for those kids who are vulnerable and need someone to step into their lives and provide for them. One story that sticks with me and I think that reveals God's heart uh, for, for vulnerable children, for orphans, is from Genesis chapter 21. Uh, in, this, in, this, in this story, uh, we come to the story of Hagar, who was the slave woman that had given birth to one of Abraham's sons, and, but she was forced out of their home with, with her child by, by Sarah, Abraham's wife, and abandoned in the wilderness of Beersheba. And her circumstances overwhelm her. She breaks down in tears. She actually leaves, uh, leaves her son uh, beneath a bush and starts to walk away. Just she cannot bear what to her is the inescapable truth that they're both going to die, and she cannot bear to watch that happen to her child. And then in Genesis chapter 21, it says something absolutely amazing when God responds. It says, God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. 
lift the boy up and take him by the hand, and I, for I will make him into a great nation. God heard the boy crying. He heard the boy crying, and it moved his heart to action. God heard the boy crying, and he moved toward his pain. He moved towards his hardship, moved towards the boy's fear. He rescued the boy. He rescued his mother in their moment of greatest need and desperation. God cares for the orphan and the widowed and the fatherless. His heart breaks for children in need, and his actions bend toward meeting those needs in indescribable ways. If this is the heart of God, if this is what we see God care most about, then my hope and prayer is that it would be our heart as well, as his people, as his children, that we would have his similar heart. Let every one of us be the kind of person and and all of us be the kind of people together who love and care for vulnerable children and families that God brings into our awareness and into our lives. We are commanded by our gracious God to care for kids such as these to look out and provide for children and families in suffering circumstances. And while I think it is good, it is right to be inspired by, a, inspired by this a command, to obey the command and want to, to have that be the reason that we are following it, I want to ask an even deeper question and really go to the heart of the matter, really seek out the answer to the why. Why should we seek to do this? Why, why is it true that we must care for these children? What is our, our true motivating Uh, motivating inspiration behind this idea. I can think of no greater reason than this. It is a true outworking of love. It is God's love for us, transforming our lives, reshaping who, who we are and what we do and how we act and who we long to serve. It is not just obedience to a clear command that leads us to care for these children. It is a response to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you go to uh, the, the letter of 1 John in chapter 3, we get this incredible uh, message, this incredible truth of what love is and what it means to be loving toward others. There the apostle wrote that this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in this person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. The gospel is our why. The gospel is our why. The gospel is our reason for caring for anyone and everyone. The gospel declares that we were so dearly loved by God that he moved toward our pain, that he moved toward our brokenness, towards our desperate need, and he laid down his life so that we might live. As followers of Jesus, we are called to lovingly care for others because we have been so lovingly cared for by Jesus. That's the broad principle that we draw from the gospel. It's our motivation for loving others. God first loved us. Christ laid down his life for us. Therefore, we will do the same for others. And today, as we join with so many Christians around the world in in reflection and action on this Orphan Sunday, my challenge to you is to consider whether or not there is a way for you to love like this in the context of caring for kids, in the context of caring for vulnerable children and orphans, both in our community and around the world. Because as followers of Jesus, we are called to lovingly care for vulnerable children in our community and all over the world because we have been so lovingly cared for by Jesus. 
And I, can, and, and I think that we can do this, that we can care for kids in this way by recognizing what God is already up to and at work at in our own church. Over the past few years, God has been uh, calling many individuals and families at faith to care for vulnerable children in extraordinary ways. I want to share a little bit with you about what's been going on and consider uh, how you might join and how you might help those that, that have already taken up this cause and how you might enter into this as well. You may not know it, but our church has a large number of families. Uh, at my last count, I think there were about two dozen households that are actively engaged in, in providing foster care or adopting children into their home or in the midst of being trained to become uh, foster care providers, opening up their homes to welcome children in need. The most humbling part about all of this and seeing all this happen in our church is that it has been basically entirely a grassroots phenomenon spreading throughout the hearts of so many at faith. It's all been thanks to the work of the Holy Spirit, thanks to the example of Christ's sacrificial love and God's command to care for these kids. In 2019, as outreach pastor, I realized, I, I kind of kind of just looked at this landscape and saw what was going on and realized that we're really in a desperate need to play catch-up to the work that God has already been about to care for these, these, these foster and adoptive families and, and to join in with them in this cause. And so a few projects have been, been started over the last few years. We, uh, we started running some respite nights like the one we'll, we'll, we'll have on December 2nd. We created a foster care supplies closet. We blessed families with new foster placements or adoptive placements with uh, gift cards to Target. And we tried to create opportunities for folks to learn about what's going on and, and how to get involved, how to either uh, join in foster care or how to, how to support those that are in need. And along the way, we've been listening to these families, listening to these, these people and ask them, what do you need from us? What do you need from your church? And over and over again, one message became clear. They need support and they need community. They asked for help. They asked for fellowship. They wondered aloud and expressed their desire to, to see our church, to see Faithy Free rally around foster and adoptive families in our community and provide practical, meaningful, direct aid through committed relationships? Could meals be made and delivered? Could childcare be provided? Could, could there be people who would be willing to come over and mow the lawn or, or, or fix a sink or help paint a kid's new room? Could there be folks committed to praying for these families who are fostering and adopting? Might there be people willing to sit and listen and grieve and weep with these parents and caretakers as they, as they process the trauma that these kids have gone through? I try to work through what it means to love a kid who has already experienced so much evil from this world. Today, we're, we're going to take one small step in trying to meet this need and supporting our foster and adoptive families. Over the next few months, we hope to for, uh, formalize a, a ministry that focuses on meeting these needs, uh, material, physical, spiritual, emotional, uh, uh, fostering and adopting families here at Faith and in the Manhattan community at large. We hope to see this vision become a reality. At Faith, we envision the day when the church is the primary advocate for vulnerable children and families. To that end, our foster and adoptive ministry exists to support biological foster and adoptive families in times of both flourishing and crisis. By providing support and creating opportunities for the, uh, for the church to serve in meaningful ways, we desire to provide the kind of care Christ commands us to have for children and families in need. 
The most immediate fruit that we hope is produced by this ministry is the establishment of care teams around each and every one of our foster and adoptive families who desire that kind of support. Members of these teams will commit to praying for these families regularly, providing material and logistical support, and becoming the go-to network of people willing to to stand up and and respond to this call of our fostering and adoptive families. Their, Their cry, they're calling out for, I need help. Now, these teams are not ready yet, we have an absolutely phenomenal intern from Manhattan Christian College who is, who is helping us out. She is uh, well on her way to laying the groundwork and finding the resources for training and, and so that these teams can be as, as good as they can be right, right from the start. We hope to see at least one of these teams or, or a couple of them start up here in January or February of 2023. But for now, what I'd like for you to consider is this. If you think serving on a care team sounds like something you'd be interested in, sounds like something you want to know more about, maybe it's a way that God would call you to help those families here at our church. What I want you to do is grab the connection card that's in the seat backs all around you. Um, If you're in the venue, they're in the cups that are next to the chairs. And I need you to fill out the information here, um, just on on that contact information. And then at the very bottom, there's a blank line with a checkbox. Just write the phrase care teams on that line. Um, and then you can either put this, uh, put this card in the offering boxes, or if you want to, I'll be out in the foyer. You can put it in my hand, whatever you need to do. Uh, but we will go ahead and put your name on a list. And as we move toward, and, and, and move toward getting these teams put together, we'll be sure to reach out to you, let you know what that looks like, and resource you with what you need to get started. So again, if you want to join one of those teams, just write up, fill out that information, write care teams on the card, and we'll be in contact with you as we begin to build these teams up and, and get them filled out. I know this may sound like a small thing. It may not sound like, like anyone's taking a big step this morning, but I truly believe that this has the potential to be a major impact on the lives of the children and families in our foster and adopting community. It's, it's this chance to sacrificially love. It's an opportunity to care for vulnerable kids right here in Manhattan. Now, we know that not everyone can foster, foster or adopt. It's a huge, tremendous calling that has to come from the Lord. But some of you may be able to join in supporting these families who answer that call. And that support will be powerful. It could be transformative and life-changing for these families and kids. So please consider whether or not joining a care team would be a good fit for, for you and what God might call you to do in service. Increasing our commitment to foster and adoptive care is not the only new ministry opportunity that I want you to, to, to invite you to consider. Because alongside this growing movement, God has also called faith's attention to a really exciting opportunity to combine three things that we really love here at this church. Caring for kids, sharing the gospel, and planting churches, especially in places where where Christ is not well known. This morning will mark the first day of a new partnership with with an organization called Global Fingerprints. Global Fingerprints is a child sponsorship initiative of the Evangelical Free Church. So this is, this is a, a Evangelical Free Church, our denomination's child sponsorship initiative. It currently operates in 12 countries and seeks to address the medical, nutritional, educational, and spiritual needs of children within their care. With a commitment of donating $35 a month, a sponsor makes it possible for locally trained specialists to visit the children in their homes assess their needs, and create a plan that might significantly impact and transform their lives. But the thing that makes Global Fingerprints truly remarkable, the thing that really caught my attention and got me fired up about it when I first, when I first learned about it, is that all of this happens in connection with the local church. Every child sponsored with Global Fingerprints, along with, with their family or along with their caretakers, will be personally invited into a Christian community that is growing in their area. They get a chance to take part in things like church-led kids programs and Bible studies and and even worship services. 
the care and compassion of the local church leaders that, that visit um, these children from their community, it creates uh, avenues, it opens doors for, for the gospel to be shared in, in ways and in places that we never could have imagined before. Global Fingerprints specializes in working among unreached people groups so that the sponsorship programs can always be implemented alongside new church planting or church growth initiatives. The local church, including local leaders, local pastors, and local people, uh, they are all empowered and equipped to help children in this community. So this really happens within the context of the place where these church plants are, are going on. The children who are sponsored are visited every month to make sure that their care plan is up to date and to make sure that they are receiving the very best of what they need to try to elevate their lives and also the very best of what they need to advance their understanding of who God is and how much he loves them. Our church has been specifically invited to take part in a, in a new sponsorship group and a church planting program in India. To get a better idea of the impact of what sponsoring a child would look like, I'd like you to watch this video that highlights some of the kids and, and the community that our, our sponsorships will go to. So, so what you're seeing here, what will appear in the video, is the place where, uh, where our sponsorships are coming out of. So if you would turn your attention here, uh, here now to, to watch this. Life is difficult for children living in this poor community in India, and a global pandemic has only increased the challenges they face. In this Hindu community, most people have never heard of Jesus. But almost 10 years ago, two Reach Global missionaries began meeting with a handful of children in this town to teach them Bible stories. As more children began coming, they realized many of the children needed help with their education, food, and health needs. In 2016, they launched a global fingerprint site to help children go to school, receive medical care and proper nutrition, and learn about Jesus. Today, there are 250 children in this community who are sponsored through Global Fingerprints. Many have put their faith in Christ. Beyond care for the children, these sponsorships open doors to build relationships with their families. Church planters visited homes and shared the gospel with the parents of sponsored children. The child sponsorship program actually gives us the inroads to reach out not only those particular families but to the whole community. Soon, a midweek Bible study began with 60 adults from the community. Shortly after that, a church was born. Today, children are not only going to school and getting the medical help they need, they're worshiping Christ together with their families in a local church. We praise God for how he transformed this village, and we want to see that multiplied. God has opened up an opportunity to do just that. Global Fingerprints is ready to launch sites in five communities in India. Each site will open doors for a church to be planted. Over 500 children in India who live in desperate poverty, in need of the hope of the gospel, are waiting for Global Fingerprints sponsor. For a little more than a dollar per day, you can help them go to school, get proper nutrition, and experience the transformational power of Jesus. Uh, as followers of Jesus, we are called to lovingly care. 
for vulnerable kids, both in our community and around the world, because we have been so lovingly cared for by Jesus. So my invitation to you is simply this. Might sponsoring a child with global fingerprints be a way God is calling you to love someone today? Is providing that donation of $35 a month a way that you can genuinely care for an orphaned or fatherless or vulnerable child? I know global fingerprints won't be the right fit for everyone this morning, and I fully understand that a financial commitment like this isn't to be taken lightly. I also know that there are a lot of you at this church that already serve in incredible and, and, and deeply uh, committed ways. And I want you to know that I love that and, I, and I, I respect that. And really and truly, some of you may search your hearts this morning, think about this, and decide that this is not the opportunity that you need to pursue. And please hear me say that I bless that discernment and I, and I praise God for whatever work that he has called you to and, and encourage you, please continue to go after that. But for those of you that are interested in sponsoring a child and who do feel God tugging on your heart to get involved and to explore what this would be like, here's what I need you to do. Uh, There's a table out in the foyer this morning. It's got global fingerprint stuff uh, all over it, and it's covered in cards that will will show you uh, information about the child, where they're from, uh, a few details. Those are the cards that you need to get started. Um, If you walk out there, I'll walk you through what the the sponsorship and registration process would look like. If you think you're ready this morning, we can go ahead and do it right out there in the foyer. I did it the other day out there. It's super easy. It just took a couple minutes. Um, Or you can take the card and go home and and fill out your registration there. Um, You're also welcome to say, hey, I I think I want to do this, but I want to think about it a little longer. I've got a list. I can get your name on out there and be sure to contact you later this week to follow up and see if you've got any questions. Um, and we also, there, there is also a way to, to do an offline, you know, hard copy, snail mail, old school style uh, registration. If that's, if that's more your speed, um, just let me know, and I've got those, that option out there as well. Global Fingerprints sent us 34 kids to sponsor, and there are 30, 33 left uh, because my wife and I uh, chose to, to sponsor a little girl. And, uh, and we're super excited about it. We're actually, we're, so Global Fingerprints, after you sign up, will send you in the mail um, you know, so, some, some more details and things like that. And we're actually really excited to share that with our daughter when it comes in because we think she's really going to get a kick out of meeting this little girl and seeing what she likes and, and praying for her each day. Um, so I hope you'll consider joining, joining us, joining my, joining my family, joining the EFCA and other church planters and missionaries in India in supporting these kids and connecting them with a local church and making chances not only for them to grow, but also for them to hear the gospel and see it spread among these unreached people groups. Now, I know that I threw a lot at you this morning. You kind of got fire hosed, like all, all at once there with all that information. And so really what I want you to do is, if that was all too much, just, just hold on to that one incredible, beautiful truth from 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. As followers of Jesus, we are called to lovingly care for others because we have been so lovingly cared for by Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, we can therefore say that we have been called to lovingly care for vulnerable children because Christ has so lovingly cared for us. I hope you'll commit to exploring what that might mean for you, what action it might lead you to take, who it might lead you to to care for and love. And if you decide that that answer is someone in foster care, a family who, who does, supporting a family who does foster care, or giving a little each month so that a child can have an opportunity to increase some of their, their basic needs and also hear the gospel for the first time, then I hope and pray that you will move, this morning you will move toward those weary, move toward those who are in need, and love not just with words, but with action and in truth. Would you all please pray with me?
Father God, I praise you. I praise you that you are a God who loves children, who calls us to care for those kids that are in need, those kids who are vulnerable, who the world has already taken so much from, Lord. You look at them and your heart breaks and you call upon your church, your people, your hands and feet on this earth, and you say, go toward them, love them, care for them, provide what they need. And God, that is, a, that is a huge calling, and there are so many ways to do it. And so all I would ask this morning is that you speak to the hearts and the minds and, and just the, the spirits of those that are gathered with us here this morning and, and encourage them to move toward whatever opportunity you may call them to do, whether it's in reference to foster care here in Manhattan community, caring for kids here, or thinking about the opportunity with Global Fingerprints. God, I pray for those churches in India. I pray for those, those believers in India who are trying their best to, to preach the gospel in a place where it's barely ever been heard, where the name of Jesus is, is not well known. God, please let your spirit set fires in the hearts of those who hear it and let there be an explosion of growth and church planning and, and gospel proclamation in these areas, starting with the children. Let the children be the pioneers of the faith as they, as they go and share it with their families and in their communities. I praise you, God, for this privilege. In Christ's name we pray, amen.